Hi, you with Julian on the Brown Note and a review of the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, 12th studio album. And I am the ultimate in um, Fairweather Chili Pepper fans. Given that my entire love of the band revolves solely around Californication, and by the way, two of the best alt-rock albums of the last 25 years. Um, there's two sides to the chip. Well, there's three sides to the Chili Peppers. I, I initially hated the um, slap funk, ugly kind of music they made towards the end of the 80s and the start of the 90s where they were very sort of um you know guys white guys with dreadlock music i i remember at the time they were very popular in australia where i'd, I'd just come to about 97 98 and i was working for a music magazine and there was this band in Fremantle in birth called prawns with horns and i reviewed them so badly uh, alluding to that whole slap funk uh, white dreadlock thing that was going on guys that wear shorts and no top sort of music and um, they <laughs> sent a threatening letter to me and the magazine published it I've never understood why they would do that they had a good laugh that I was being threatened and they were local drug dealers apparently so um, yeah I did I didn't like that era of them but since they flipped between two very prominent sides of the band the uh, the one with uh, John Frusciante, their acknowledged most talented musician in the band, and with Rick Rubin, the producer of By The Way and Californication, and the ones without. And I definitely lean towards John Frusciante and Rick Rubin, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I think virtually everyone does. So their last couple of albums, in fact, Stadium Arcadium, on um haven't been really that interesting to me um i've i've not really had any time for them um they're a band that you dip in and out of and i would suggest that this latest album their 12th studio album unlimited love is a dip in um they are dinosaurs they're, there's so few bands around now that occupy the space that they do i mean you two are pretty much invisible these days um despite downloading their music onto your phone um they've really sort of vanished and they're not interesting and they haven't been for a very long time and then there are bands like queens of the stone age war and drugs we're talking rock music there are very few rock bands think of the rock bands at a stadium rock bands now there really isn't much i mean coldplay i wouldn't even put down as a rock band but Bands that people still have some sense of credibility towards and not outright um, hatred. I mean, I like the first two Coldplay albums, but after that, no. And the, the Bono-esque messianic lead singer. So the Chili Peppers are almost on their own now. There's, I mean, the Queens of the Stone Age are another alt-rock band that fills stadiums. So war and drugs nearly. But there's a very few peers for this band, um, and there's and the fact that they they have that sort of homogenised core now of Frusciante, Anthony Kiedis, Flea, and Chad Smith, which goes back such a long way. So this album, um, it's it's remarkably low key, which is a good thing. It hasn't got as many standout tracks as Californication or By the Way. But it, it seems to make a political point of 
riding on the instrumentation of their bass player, drummer, and heavenly guitarist and his arrangements um, to the point, it, it, I said a political point, almost like it, it became the rigor for bands around the time of Axong Baby or maybe AK Computer for straight rock bands to continually experiment with different sound stages and electronic soundscapes and so on. And this does not. It, it, it rides all the way through almost 90% of every song is based on those three instrumentalists. Um, I thought Black Summer, the opener, is um, it showcases what was great about Californication to me, which was it was it was almost down. Um, I think that's why their music almost fitted into the um, around the time of Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I think their music almost fitted into Seattle, even though they were this sun-kissed California band. There was this down feel to their music, and I think that's why they actually struck a chord with songs like Under the Bridge. But Black Summer is a beautiful Chili Peppers song, very melodic, and it would have fitted into Californication without skipping a beat. Um, Here Ever After, I thought the second track was excellent as well, really strong opening to this album, and the um, sort of tribal drumming from Chad Smith was superb. And Aquatic Mouth Dance, the third track, I want to get. I, I really want to give them uh, credit for having a sense of irony. I think with John back on board, it would be impossible at this late stage to take Anthony Kiedis writing a song titled "Aquatic Mouth Dance" seriously, and that they're poking fun of that whole sex side of Anthony Kiedis, which has come in for lyrical derision over the years. But it's a great track. It's, um Flea's popping his bass, the sleazy chorus is actually, I thought, really funny. It's lounge sleaze. Um, and the uh, trumpet towards the end, that's something that I, I would like to hear more of in their music. There's this nice brassy trumpet that comes in at the end. I think track five, Poster Child, uh, hints at a, a, a slight problem on this album. Why it's so long? Every Chili Peppers album is way too long. And that started probably with By The Way. Which, you know, the first album length side of it was amazing, but it did drag a lot. Um, Poster Child's the first song that's really quite annoying. Um, Kiedis rapping all the way through. There are a few songs, maybe three or four on this album, which should have been left on the cutting room floor, and that is definitely one of them. It's just silly. and uh, it's, it's What this album attempts to do is create a 70-minute low-key fairly downbeat, melodic, rock-listening experience and play to their strengths. So when songs like that pop up, it kind of derails the whole thing. It's it's a little bit grating. Um, much better is Great Apes, Great Chorus and Silly. It's so cute talking about the Great Apes. And Drone for Shanty, you know, this one rocks out a lot more and I, I, I wish the album did rock out as much as this one a lot more because it stays in that pocket of being quite soft, uh, almost like In Rainbows by Radiohead, I want to say. In fact, it's almost like they're trying to do that In Rainbows thing where Radiohead went back to before OK Computer and did a, a much more straight rock album, but um, a very textural one, a very melodic one. And I will say this, John Frusciante is the Red Hot Chili Peppers' Johnny Greenwood. 
on guitar. He's very, very inventive, very, very talented, very imaginative, um, and he brings so much to the band. Um, I think the song It's Only Natural is, is one of the things that they get right on this album, which is it's not much of a song, and it does sound very reminiscent of exactly another Chili Peppers song, You're Just Not Sure Which One. Something they've recorded in the past sounds very, very similar to this. It isn't much of a song and it goes for five minutes. But crucially, listening to Chad and John and Flea in the instrumental passages which make up the majority of the song is quite divine. They're really, really left to their own. Rick Rubin's quite, I mean, he's one of the most storied producers on earth. And some people have a problem with his um, mastering up the sound of stuff i wouldn't say that was an issue here but he is known for letting bands alone and those passages where you're just listening to i mean no one sits back and says cole plays bassist drummer and guitarist are that great in fact how many times have you said radiohead's bassist or drummer were that great or pink floyd but here it is um it is something that is noticeable Hearing ordinary songs, which would be much lesser in the hands of a band like Coldplay, actually have this really intricate and very well-played technical bass drums and guitar work. And I, and that's a good example on that track. There are tracks, uh, <clears throat> What You're Thinking, uh, White Braids and Pillow Hair, uh, uh, that again are better left on the cutting room floor. They shouldn't, I don't know why they made the album quite so long. There's this thing now with streaming where you get higher in the charts the more tracks you have on your album. But they spoil the overall listening experience. And the worst of the bunch up there with Poster Child is One Way Traffic. It is awful. It's so bad. And they spoil what is a contiguously brilliant listening experience outside of that. It, it will sit on in the background and fill the room in an entirely pleasant way. And then you get this speed bump, like one-way traffic. But happily, <clears throat> the closing stretch of the album, which kicks off with the last uh, fourth from last song, Veronica, which is a lovely sort of pastoral folk kind of uh, psych song. Um, it is the strongest run on the album since the opening tracks and um, Let Him Cry, absolute standout for me. The kind of song that should be terrible for them because it's white reggae, well, what was called cod reggae around the time of UB40, um, which was um, reggae music with zero blackness in it. But it actually works really, really well here. It's a great song uh, and I really liked the, um, it, it sounded at the end, like it could have gone on for a 15-minute jam session. Um, great, great track, one of the best on the album. And Heavy Wing, another of the best on the album. And it closes out with this really sort of uh, a fitting end, which is this gentle acoustic short song, which um, works very well as a closer. So overall, I thought this album was, um, yeah, the first one that I've been bothered to really listen to since By The Way, which was a long time ago. It aims to probably give a few more set fillers, uh, like big songs. Hasn't got the big songs of By The Way or Californication that much, um, but it is very consistent. And um, other than those probably two or three songs that were on the cutting room floor and were picked up for no reason, which against even the other tracks 
that aren't that interesting, like the one I mentioned before, it's only natural, just don't have as much that's musically interesting in them. And then there's Poster Child and um, One Way Traffic, which are abominations. So overall, this is definitely well worth a listen. If, like me, you're a fair weather friend of the Red Hot Chili Peppers and think California Cation and, by the way, are their standouts, definitely in that bracket. I would have given California Cation a 9 and by the way, an eight and a half. Uh, I would give this a very solid. I was almost going to go seven and a half, but I think I'm going to go seven out of ten for the Red Hot Chili Peppers Unlimited Love.